Hey, podcast listeners, I'm Mark Steckman, host of the Business Beyond the Boardroom live radio show. In this segment, brought to you by Italiano Insurance, I sit down with Bill Wheeler, franchise owner of multiple Jets Pizza pizzeria locations. Bill shares his insights into running a successful business, and I know you're going to enjoy it. By the way, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, please do so. Rate it and share it with your friends. It'd mean the world to me. We have new content coming out daily. Now, here's my interview with Bill Wheeler of Jets Pizza. We've got a uh, guest in studio now that we're going to spend a little bit of time getting to know and finding out about how he's progressed through his career. And uh, that guest is Bill Wheeler. Bill started in the pizza business at 14 years old with Jets Pizza in Detroit, Michigan. In case you didn't know, Jets Pizza is a top 15 national chain with over 400 locations. By the way, the locations that are here are the best. Right, I would uh, agree. Based in the company is based in metropolitan Detroit. As Bill grew in his career, he became a corporate trainer, specializing in turning around underperforming pizzeria locations across Jets Pizza's home market of Metro Detroit. Bill is one of only two franchisees to win the franchise uh, tr- franchisee of the year twice with Jets Pizza. Bill's married has. Uh, been married for 12 years, as a matter of fact, with three beautiful kids. Bill has been making better pizza here in Florida for just over three years when we first met since moving from Michigan. Bill, welcome to Business Beyond the Boardroom. Thank you very much for having me. We appreciate it. How many pizzas did you bring for us? I'd say I brought um, 15. One of every kind. I know that. Tell us what some of those kinds are, just because when when we get done with this show, I want to go and uh, fetch the pieces that are left. Okay, so uh, we had the all-meaty. Uh, a veggie, um, Hawaiian, regular pepperoni, thin crust, uh, New York style. Uh, we have a brownie, a cookie. I uh, brought plenty of those. Uh, Eugene Supreme, named after the founder of our company. Mm. Um, so that one's really good. Sausage, onion, green pepper, yellow pepper, yeah. My mouth is watering over here. That's why my shirt's all wet now in the front. Hey, listen, Bill, you and I met a couple of years ago. We've had a lot of awesome conversations. I want you to tell our listeners a little bit of your background in 30 seconds to a minute. Give us your, give us a snapshot of what got you to where you're at now. Tell us about your education, where'd you grow up, that kind of stuff, and what got you to where you're at right okay, now. Okay, cool. No, um, like you said, I started at 14. I knew real early that I wanted to be my own boss. For me, it was not a question that I, I didn't want a boss or nothing like that. It's just and I knew who I was and who I wanted to be. And um, working at the pizzeria, it just, I, I got, Good at it, I guess. Fast. Mm-hmm. So, how old were you? Fourteen when Four, I started. Fourteen. Yeah. Okay. Um, I probably should say fifteen though. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Mr. Jet is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He's a great guy. Him and his brother. Um, and working with them, uh, having them as mentors and my mentor personally, I knew I wanted to be a business owner. And pizza was easy for us. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it became real easy. And it was a growing company when I started. There was like twelve of them. And now there's over 400. What a great success story, especially in such a competitive market. Oh, yeah. You know, the restaurant and pizza space is overflowing with uh, brands out there from national chains so many, so to, many. to the uh, small mom and pops. It makes, me, it makes us feel like the Rays. So talk, walk me, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Walk me down the path from, from working in a store at 14 to eventually owning a store. How does, how does that happen? Opportunity. Not every business you go to, you can start at the very ground level and work your way to become an owner. Mm-hmm. And I'm very thankful to have that opportunity with Jets Pizza. They allow a dishwasher, a delivery driver to become an owner. And it's great. I have so many friends that have done it. I've taught people from every aspect of life to become an owner of their own pizzeria. 
So you were, a, you were a corporate trainer. I was. Tell me what that looked like. What did you do on a day-to-day? I taught a lot of people who thought they could do the job, who really wanted to own their own business but didn't maybe know how mm-hmm. from all walks of life. Well, one of the things you and I had talked about was your ability to turn around stores, mm-hmm. you know, and take over a store and that was underperforming. When I was in my first career, that was one of my role, one of my important roles is is going into markets all around the Midwest and taking over a store that maybe was underperforming. Sure. And, and I had certain metrics that I looked at, you know, obviously staffing, the inventory in the stores, oh, yeah. all that kind of yep. stuff. Talk to me about what that looks like in the pizza and restaurant space. What did you look at when you went into a store? What did you want to address first, second, third? Man, that's fun. Um, <laughs> Is it? All right. It, it can be. Usually when we take over a underperforming store, there's usually one of two things that's the issue. The owner doesn't care anymore. They're, they're done. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they're, they're burnt out. Mm-hmm. Or they really just don't know that they're not doing it the right way. Okay. You know, not to their fault sometimes. You know, sometimes they just they don't realize they need to have more staff. Sometimes um, they, they don't realize that they're tweaking the recipe when they are. You know, and that quality control is huge, especially in our industry. It's a food industry. You, know, you got to make sure that you're making it the same way in St. Peter's we are in Detroit. Mm. You know, and any one of our stores from Ohio to Indiana to, you know, Tampa, you should walk in. It should be the same Jets pizza you get no matter where you go. Mm. Yeah, that's important. Very important. Yeah, you and I were talking about that with the uh, small mom and pop up in our area where we live, oh, yeah. where the the pizza, d- d- as an example, was has has changed the the taste of it, the mm-hmm. the look of it. Even I know we've seen some pictures online that people have posted, and it, yes, we have. You know, it's that consistency is super important. Well, how do you get that consistency as a store operator, manager, or owner? I mean, what do you? Uh, how do you, I mean, it's nice to say that, sure. right? I mean, Ford went, or uh, Chrysler went through that mm-hmm. in the 80s. They, they couldn't get their product to be consistent. And as the consistency waned, the sales waned. What do you do well, in the pizza? How do you make consistent pizza? Well, I mean, I, I can't be there all the time. I mean, I'm here with you right now, right? So someone's got to be there making the pizza right now. Like my GM there, uh, he's a great guy. He, and he cares. You know, if you don't care about your employees, they're not going to care about your product. So you got to make sure you take care of your employees. Because if you're not there 24-7, which you shouldn't, if you're, if you're there 24-7, then something's wrong, yeah. right? you you got to have your own life. So the goal should be to not be there. How many hours a day do you work? Right now? Um, Come on now, be I, honest. No, your, honestly, wife, your wife is listening. She knows. <laughs> Probably 30 to 40. Uh, 30 to 40 hours a day? No, no, a week. A week, <laughs> a week. okay. So, so you, work, you, work a, you work a standard work week. Yeah. You're not working 18-hour days. And that's a business owner. Interesting. You know, I've been in a Jets Pizza before. In the Carrollwood area. And it looks, it's got the nice, clean look in the waiting area. Oh, yeah. It's very clean. It's very, it reminds me almost of like a hospital as far as that wall that, you know, you hide everything behind. Yeah. It's very nice and clean. But there's some apparatus on the other side of that that it doesn't look like it's a pizza oven. And I can't figure out what that looks, what it is, but it looks space age. What is that? It's the oven, of course. It is. How does that work? That's a big oven. Yeah. No, um, Eddie, Eddie's the guy who owns that one. Um, he, he did a beautiful job building that one. He was fortunate where, like, in my, my store in St. Pete, it was run down. You know, I'm still in the process of remodeling it and uh, making it look pretty, right? <laughs> uh, but, um, no, Eddie's oven's huge. Yeah. All right, Eddie. You, you heard that. Bill, it, Bill said your oven's huge. And it's done, is it done on a conveyor-type system? It is. It's a conveyor. We do too much volume. Okay. We're, we're, we're volume, you know, to... We pump out so many pizzas a day. You know, it's, it's crazy to, to not have a conveyor. I, I, I remember when Jets didn't have a conveyor, and that was back in their mid-90s, and 
we it was it was tough, you know, and it was just it was so tough getting pizzas in and out of the oven in, in a hundred a day, two hundred a day, three hundred a day, four hundred a day. It's tough. Well, I know that pizza that I tasted this morning from your Bay Pines location, yes, was exactly the same flavor as the one I had in Carrollwood. So consistency is yeah. definitely there. Yes, yes. Yeah. So is that oven a function of what makes consistent pizza at Jets? Yeah, they tried a, a handful of ovens over the years, and um, right now. The one we're with is the one I think we're going to stick with gotcha. for a long time. Yeah. Well, because the big thing for me with Jets Pizza is the crust. You yep. know, I love the crust. I'm not a huge deep dish fan normally, mm-hmm. but when I saw, of course, you know the story when when I oh, found yeah. out the Jets opened. I didn't know Jets was here. Speaking of which, you did not own that location. No, I did not. I all of a sudden was walking through the building, Pat, and uh, there was Jets Pizza here for one of our sister radio I stations. That day and you were and I came unglued, <laughs> and and I said, Jets. I grew up on that stuff. It was you know having grown up in Metro Detroit, so. Uh, let me ask you, what are, what's the biggest learning point that you've had as a business owner? I mean, I know we know it all as, yeah. as business leaner, leaders already, but what, what, is, what, has been a big, what has been a growth curve for you or something that you can look back and say, wow, I'm glad I, I, I learned that and that's changed something Don't for me? Don't sweat the small stuff. Come on now, that's cliche. I, it is. I know it is. But me running a store in my mid-20s or even early 20s, mm-hmm. totally different than I am now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, 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 I just turned 37 last week. Is that a function of being a dad, though? Being married, I, I mean, I've definitely probably calmed down because okay. of my wife. You yeah, know, sure. they're thankful to her. You know, but I had so many. Um, I, I went to, from store to store, being a corporate trainer and and jump around from store to store to store. I have so many new nuances that I had to learn on the fly. Mm-hmm. You know, and nowadays I'm I'm trying to get my guys to run the store for me and teach them how to become their own entrepreneur. So are you are you a numbers leader or an emotional leader? Because see. When I was young in my career, I, all I did was look at, at the spreadsheets, right? Oh, yeah. And then one of my mentors said to me, Mark, you are way out of touch with your people. Mm-hmm. So if any of my people are listening right now that I used to work with, you know that turning point uh, was when I started giving hugs. <laughs> and and because I wasn't, but I but I wasn't. I I, I love people, mm-hmm. but I was I was more looking at all the numbers, right? Not me. So you're 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 a people, oh yeah, driven I, guy. And I get asked that all the time from other business. Uh, what'd you do last week? Or or, or I, I what? What'd you what'd you do as in numbers? Your oh, volume? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Right. Like, I don't know. They're like what? How do you run your business? I'm like I talk to my 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 employees, my my partners. Right. Obviously, you look at the revenue well, and you yeah, look at the, yeah, the, the P&L. And but it, I know so many other business owners that are just, their noses are in their papers, checking, it, oh, this number was down 1%. Dude, dude, are you running a good business? Yeah. How many people did you meet this week? Right. You know, what did you do for charity? That's one of the things. I'm glad you brought that up, Pat. One of the things that, I, that, Bill, that stood out with me with regards to Bill, me being a marketing guy, the initial, my first thing is, hey, I want to help you grow your business and scale it by helping you market it. And one of the things that I learned about you right off the bat was you have a Starbucks strategy to marketing your personal business, your, the store that you first were in, you know, buying, mm-hmm. which is St. Pete, and that was by putting the food in front of the, the people the you wanted to buy it. And so you were, you were very generous with, with bringing food and, yeah. and putting food in front. In fact, we did an event for, for the, basically uh, the inner city. I don't want to say homeless, but we had done an yeah. event for, yeah. with, um, with one of our former radio station hosts. And, and um, you had brought a ton of food. I think I gave away 20 or 30 pizzas that day. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. And people were just beside themselves. It was with Bubba the Love Sponge. Uh, 
remember those days, Pat. And, and uh, Bill, you were really generous, though. And that, that is a part of marketing, by the way. Starbucks had that strategy as they were growing their business. I think it's the best part. And um, it, it is at the grassroots level of a single store operator. What a great way to, to get in front of people. I know that being back in the day in radio, and I've been in radio for 42 years, and I can tell you stories of a little business called Hooters mm. and a little business <laughs> called Outback Steakhouse <laughs> that used to come to the number one morning show, which was right down the hall Q Zoo in the morning was Q105, and they would walk in the front door, and they brought in some chicken wings. And we, and when they first came in, we said, well, what's the big deal about chicken wings? It was the first store. They were located right in the Clearwater area, right mm-hmm. there by McMullen Booth. And they brought it in, gave it to us. Next thing you know, they have stores opening everywhere. Yep. Outback came in and did the same thing. You're doing the same thing. You you go into the businesses, and they would do exactly what you do is you go yeah. to the Little Leagues. You supply the pizza after a game. You're out there shaking hands with everybody in the community, and I think you probably do a lot of social networking. I get told all the time I'm the only pizzeria that does networking. Mm. I, I'm in chambers of commerce. I'm in um, networking groups. You know, uh, I've tried a handful since I've been down to Florida. Because, you know, I had to meet people right away. But I, I like going out personally um, door-to-door with pizzas. There'll be nights where it's a slow night. I'll cook up 20 small pizzas, and if your light's on, I'll stop in your driveway, knock on your door, and give you a free pizza. Yeah, believe it or not, when, and you hear this because it's from Detroit, there are a lot of people that have not tasted a Jets pizza yet. This is true. And, he, and I know they're working on changing that. We, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Well, listen, what, tell, me, tell me what is the best part about owning a business? I mean, you're, you're, oh, man. you're th- what, three years, three years in now? As three a, years in Florida, yes. As, as an I've owner. I've been a business owner since I was 25. Since 25, okay. So tell me, tell me what is the best part about owning a business, and then also what is the best part about owning a Jets pizzeria? All right, well, the best part of owning a business, I, I mean, I can kind of do what I want, right? You know, the freedom is there. I mean, it's like an iceberg. Everyone sees their success, the top 10%, but no one sees what's underneath the water. Nobody sees the hard work. No one sees that hard work. Yeah, no sure. one sees what you put into it. But it, it's so rewarding to do all that mm-hmm. and to help grow other partners in our group. You know, Jets has a, a very cool business model where, like I said, anyone, a dishwasher, a delivery driver can become an owner. And I've been able to train a lot of those guys mm-hmm. and help them grow in their, and grow their businesses, which is great too. Yeah, but you say being an owner, that's a great idea and that you have the freedom. But when's the last time you took a week-long vacation? July. I saw my nephew born. And you're actually headed out of town soon, I'm I know. Going yeah. in Thanksgiving. How does that happen when you're a business owner like that and you, you go away because when, you, you know, you're gone away, cats away, the mice will play. Um, Mr. Jet said something a long time ago. Uh, he, he said, you either want to be a, a, a one-store franchisee or a multiple-store franchisee. And if you're a one-store franchisee, you're in your store all the time. If you're a multiple-store franchisee, you have people that are running yeah. the locations for you and Absolutely. with you. Yep. you know, and you have partners. And my general manager, he's a great guy. He's, he wants to become a partner next year in the store. I said, great. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, good for you. I can't wait to help him. That's a big deal right there. And, you know, in my career, when I was uh, in the, in the uh, men's tailored business and I had managed and supervised, I guess, somewhere in up, upwards of almost 40 different stores throughout the Midwest and then down here in the, in the Deep South, I, one of the things that I learned right away was that great people – don't always perform great if you don't ha- know, understand what is a motivator for them. Yeah. And so I, I know uh, in the course of my career, I had some wonderful people working with me and alongside of me that were running stores that I was responsible for. And I didn't know that they're, what their hot buttons always were. Mm-hmm. And so the closer I got to them when I made that transition point from numbers to people, all of a sudden exploded the business because I then knew that Santiago's goal was this mm-hmm. and Patty's goal was that. 
And John's goal was was completely different. John wanted to take over the world. Mm -hmm. And so what am I going to do in order to be able to help him achieve that goal as his supervisor, mentor, leader, and uh, those kinds of things? Great point. The idea is you take care of your people. The the numbers will come. I mean, you still got to make sure they come. So what would be the advice you'd give to your younger self? You know, if you looked back 20 years and you, you could say, hey, this is this is what you got to do differently. Uh, what, what kind of advice would you give? Man, don't have such a short fuse. Really? OK. Oh, man, I was a hothead. Hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of it was I worked with guys I went to high school with. Mm-hmm. You know, I got them all jobs because I'm like, what better way to do it but to hang out with my buddies at work? Sure. Well, I also have to be their boss. And that one of work. the worst things you can do is hire friends. It That's was hard. You yeah. know, it was tough. But you know what? I was fortunate because a lot of them now work at Jets. Hmm. You know, uh, they're franchise owners. Some of them work at corporate office. You know, and that's great. They were able to handle me, I guess. Yeah, I had a short fuse. I had to learn. Is anybody else in your family an entrepreneur, business owner? No. I'm, my dad tried it for a while. He owned a, um, a pool hall in mm-hmm. Frazier. And uh, the bar across the street put him out of business, unfortunately. But um, I, I, my mentor was the guy who I worked with. I met him when I was 15. And he's been with Jets Pizza a long time. And he basically taught me the ropes. That's awesome. Well, hey, we're going to do something that uh, you might have heard on other shows called a lightning round. And I want you to think about what I read to you and you get to choose one or the other. Very quickly, we're only going to have about 30 seconds. Just 30 seconds? About 30 That's seconds. All That's him? all I'm going to give him is about 30 <laughs> seconds for this business lightning round. And, and I, as I go through these, I want you to just say the first thing that comes to mind. Are we ready with the clock over there, Pat? All right, we got it. Ready? All right, let's do it. All right. So Bill Wheeler with Jets Pizza, lightning round, beach or mountains? Mountains. Animal that best describes you? Eagle. Hmm. More money or better health? Better health. Favorite sport? Hockey. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. Country, rock, or rap music? Foo Fighters with Zach Brown. (laughs) (laughs) Steak or sushi? Oh, steak. You didn't say pizza. Pen or pencil? Uh, pencil. Digital or paper book? Uh, movies. Did I? I, I guess. <laughs> I get. Ah, we didn't get to the last one, which was hockey, baseball, or football. Oh, and I think you already answered yeah. that. Hey, listen, uh, Bill, it's been a pleasure having you in the studio Thank today and uh, hearing a little bit about your story. And m- I guess uh, I was super thrilled that you brought by pizza, too. And all of my oh, colleagues yeah. are going to owe me one as well. But um, super proud of your success that you've had with the Jets Pizza in St. Pete and also in Palm Harbor, right? Yeah, the, we, have, we own the um, St. Pete, Palm Harbor, and Lakeland. And Lakeland now, yeah. too. I know that location. I've used yeah. it for uh, remotes. Well, super proud of you. Glad that you were able to come in today and uh, hang out with Jen and I and tell a little bit about your story. You. I know there's a lot more uh, pepperoni and cheese on the pizza that we haven't gotten to, but... Uh, for about a half an hour here, I'm super that joke appreciative. Was cheesy. It was, yeah, it was a cheesy joke. That's right. Uh, I don't listen, know how much of the pizza's left in the break room, though. Uh, I know. Well, I'll have to go and buy a buy a pie from one of his stores. But <laughs> hey, we, listen. Thanks for listening to Business Beyond the Boardroom on Demand, a feature of the Business Beyond the Boardroom live radio show. You can listen to the full live radio show every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time anywhere in the U.S. simply by going to moneytalk1010.com or if you live in the Tampa Bay area on your radio at 103.1 FM, 92.1 FM, 1010 AM or 99.5 HD2. You can also follow me online for more great business and marketing content on LinkedIn. 
I'm Mark Steckman. Make it a great day.